Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 62 of Push to Plat. I hope this finds you well wherever in the world you are at this time and whatever you are doing. It is it is a tumultuous time, I know. So why don't we why don't we take a, a little break from the realities of life and, and, and talk some gaming, some fun and some laughs. And it is my pleasure today to welcome Cool Kid Joe. He is the host of Push to Plat Level Cap. He is a returning guest. He's a central figure in the Discord. He is he's a man on a mission. In fact, this mission is is rapidly coming coming to a close, I think, soon as he as he approaches level 100. He is the man with a million plus gamer score. He is an exceptionally nice dude and a personal friend of mine. Joe, how are you today, sir? Oh, we're doing great today, CJ, like always. Mm. That's what I like to hear. Now, how has the work situation been for you? Has it been crazy this week or has it been manageable? It hasn't been too bad. Uh, I've been working a little bit more because it is starting to uh, be less restrictions, like in my state. So I am getting a little bit busier at work. I've been working with no air conditioning and having to wear a mask all day. So that kind of sucks. So like, I just kind of breathe. Yeah, I just breathe in my face all day and like my like the carbon from my breath just leaks out into my eyes. So I get home and my eyes are all bothering me. But other than that, like no complaints. Well, so, so around these hardships, it still looks like you're getting plenty of gaming in though. Always. <laughs> Excellent. Now, look, uh, you know, we, we're obviously, we're a PlayStation sort of focus show. So we will we will move on to that. But it is it is a great opportunity for me to ask some Xbox questions. I see that PlayStation, I'm not sure if you've seen, have rescheduled their presentation to later in this week. Uh, I think it's Thursday night in America. It's very early Friday morning in Australia. I, I must ask now as we approach this, is are, are, you, are you getting some anticipation building? Are you, are you feeling this love for PlayStation? Or are you are you firmly booked in on the Series X ride at this point? I'm booked in on both, kind of. Uh, definitely more Xbox because I know that those uh, those new studios that they have are hard at work, and a lot of them uh, have like funding now that they've previously struggled with. And I actually want to see what some of them can do without um, without having the issues of money holding them back. Like, I read an interview a while ago with the head from uh, the developers of Contrast and We Happy Few uh, Compulsion Games, and uh, he said that a lot of his time he spent uh, going out and securing funding so he could keep his team going rather than spending the time and working with his team. So uh, I know that they're working with, like, Unreal Mm -hmm. 5, and they're working on, like, a AAA RPG-type game, so I'm definitely interested to see what they have. PlayStation, like, I mean, my bar is set high, like, always, because they, for the most part, always deliver on their uh, first-party lineup. But uh, I'm definitely really excited to see Xbox take it to that next level. I actually, I haven't linked it through to you. I don't know if you've seen it yet. It just came in this morning, but apparently Phil Spencer gave an interview in the last few days where he actually is is going on to say how the, the, the future for Xbox is is now moving far beyond the console as well to, to this platform with their cloud streaming and everything. So I'm really, I'm really excited to see where they're going because it seems like Sony is still very firmly, you know, focused on this console, you know, ecosystem future, but they're really, they're really starting to push the, the boundaries Microsoft and it's very it's very exciting I think Joe I'm excited anyway look I'm gonna ask you as well because I know you're you're still keeping up I think with this this one achievement a day is this still happening 
Yeah, so um, I'm currently at 2,180 days straight with an achievement, and uh, to equate that into a simpler um, time frame, uh, in five days, that'll be six years. That's uh, that's ridiculous. I know last time... I know last time we spoke, I asked you this, but I'm going to ask again. Do you feel the pressure to get these? And I know you use a, a quick achievement, but are, are there any days where you're almost up against the clock? You don't fit it in and the pressure descends on you and the panic the panic begins? Or are you always well in hand with this achievement a day? There's been a couple of days um, where I've just been like so overloaded with like work or just like something happening in like my personal life or whatever, where I'm just like, oh, I got to get something or whatever. And then like I'll... Like, I'll have my Surface tablet with me, or I'll have my, um, like, my phone with me, because there's a f- couple phone games, like Gears Pop, or, like, uh, Microsoft Solitaire Collection is on the Windows phone as well, so, like, I'll pop that up, and I'll snag one real quick, or Minecraft for the, uh, for iOS, like, I'll grab that, something in there real quick, like, I'll just have, like, a buddy invite me to, like, an Achievement World, and I'll, like, really struggle with the touch screen settings of Minecraft, and get that done if I have to, I mean, it's, few and far between for like days i like have to like Mm. i have to like basically like have like a day where like i have to go to work super super early like four in the morning early and then like i don't get out super late and then like i hang out with like my friends or whatever like after that and then like i'm kind of like struggling like to like get something in before i get home but for the most part like lately with like radalika and east asia soft like releasing like spam every week or whatever I kind of drag those out as far as I can just because, I mean, yeah, you could just like boot it up, play a level of something, and then there's just like, boom, you're done. Yeah, they are a luxury for that game. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot here because we didn't talk about this before, but of course, these sort of statistics, and I know, I know that the achievement whores and trophy whores love these sort of things. These are statistics are very well kept on the true achievements and also on the true trophy side. I assume that's where you're, you're tracking this milestone. So if you're coming up to this six-year mark, are there many people ahead of you? I know on the true trophy, trophies one they actually list sort of the top you know consistent long earning one trophy a day people you you must be towards the top end of that on the achievement side yeah so um i'm actually looking it up now um because i was not prepared to answer this question but i am currently i actually have the 130th longest streak oh wow so this this, there's a lot of people (laughs) yeah there's one guy who's like north of like 10 i believe Mirnov is up there too. I think he's like first or I think he's like second or third on the leaderboard. So that's terrifying to think there's people beyond six years there as well. It's, that's well, I mean that, that literally is an achievement. That it's sort of terrifying and exciting at the at the same time. But you know, congratulations and may may the streak continue uh, as we go. Now I'm going to just explain what we'll be we'll be doing today, listeners, because we haven't had Joe on for a while. Although Joe is on weekly on the the push to plat level cap which is a more short format, if you like. By by now, Joe, we'd be three quarters of the way through the show, pretty much, uh, and spewing games out and and cheesiness. So here we can just, you know, chill out and relax a little bit uh, and see what he's up to. But of course, he is up to this goal of reaching level 100. You know, and in as quick a time as possible, I think is fair to, to say, Joe, using using games that, that so help you do that. So for, for the listeners that do not do not follow your journey on Level Cap, where are you up to at the moment with Level Platinums? What, what, what's going on here? Okay, so um, about 20 minutes before we started recording, I actually posted this in the Discord, but I hit uh, 
69% of the way through uh, level 69, and I did it with Leisure Suit Larry, uh, Wet Dreams Don't Dry. I thought it was a really appropriate game to do it with. <laughs> I also did some math so I could hit that evenly. Yes. It's, that's a real meta game within the game. I like it. Yes. Uh, I really like that game. I was a little upset when the uh, the US version of it was censored when I played it oh. today. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the part where you go into the dark room and you take the, the pictures or whatever, there's like some like uh, some censored signs up in there. Is it censored in the EU version for PS4? Uh, no, it is not because I have a screenshot of uh, one of it from it, one of the uh, screens from it, and uh, it is uh, definitely not censored. That's interesting because that game is still not available on the Australian store, so I assume it has not met classification, or they're not even going to bother trying here. If I were to assume why, uh, I would say that it has to do with the same reason that you guys got your own stacks of Saints Row on Xbox. I don't know if it's that way on PlayStation as well, mm. but because there's a, uh, a dildo bat. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> that that weapon, uh, the, the Penetrator, is uh, not in the uh, Australian version, and they couldn't, like, censor it out for when you play online or whatever, because, like, we obviously have it, so they basically just made their own stack of the game. And there is definitely a um, a jackhammer uh, with a dildo at the end of it in this game, just casually sitting on the floor. Well, what, what a lot of the rest of the world doesn't realise is Australia, you know, has always potentially had a problem with dildo bat violence in this country. The government has had to move swift, swiftly in case people go around pleasuring themselves with these sort of a bats. So, it, you know, it's, it's, it's really just responsible and protecting the Australian people here, Joe. But unfortunately, maybe you're correct, it's, it's carried over to the leisure suit, Larry, as well at this point. Or maybe they're just not even bothering trying anymore. That could, that could be possible as well, uh, as, the, as, as no one really understands how the censorship works exactly in this country i feel it's a it's a, it's an interesting interesting beast but now look what level are you up to then because you are i'm right you are coming to, to the the sort of the last part of this journey really aren't you yeah so uh level 69 that uh 423 plats uh i definitely have more gold uh than any other type of trophy because i'm spamming so hard <laughs> Yes. You've opened the door here to this, this guy. Now, I don't remember his name. I saw him on Twitter here. I know you're familiar with, with his work, this, this plat, plat gold trophy hunter who's only going to earn, is it gold trophies and silver trophies or something with his platinums? Do you know about this, this gentleman? Uh, no bronze or something? Yeah, so um, I'm not 100% sure, but uh, I saw someone uh, say that it's Avenged Evils uh, project that he's working on mm. where he is mm. trying to hit level 100 by only getting gold trophies <laughs> which is pretty interesting there's only like 140 games that he could do it with right now or so i saw a tweet about it like a couple weeks ago about how many games there were that he could do it with so i mean he's gonna obviously have to wait for more to come out and it's probably not helping that there's no um no more beta versions of stuff coming out at the moment Yes. Yeah. Look, it's an interesting project. I love people with this amount of spare time or whatever else, but you know, why not? Why not create a, a second profile? And it's, it's an interesting prospect, perhaps. I mean, he would make the perfect level cap guest, I think, you know, because <laughs> I imagine most of those games are high quality spam. So well, we may have to extend the, the olive branch there, Joe. 
uh, as as time moves on. But look, let's shuffle across to some games, listeners, because what we're going to do today, seeing, we, seeing we're lucky enough to have Joe join us, is we're going to going to just follow the usual format. We'll, we'll throw in some of what we've been playing now. And Joe, you, you, you don't have to spew it out in 30 seconds here. You know, as I said, you have the time. And then we're going to move into a Q&A with Joe. So there's actually been, there's quite a few listener uh, sent in questions here through the Discord, uh, a Facebook and private message. So we'll go through those a little bit today. We'll learn a little bit more about Joe, about what he thinks as well uh, in the gaming. And then, of course, at the end, we will have the Platinum shoutouts uh, there, Joe. Now, I believe I sent you that in the document too. So we might, we might even share that and have a little bit of banter with that if we like. But look, why don't we jump in then to what you've been playing, Joe? Now, you've talked about Leisure Suit, Larry, but what else have you got here? What what else would you like to share with us? So, obviously, there's a whole bunch of spam that I've been playing, like all the Rattalaika games and stuff like that. Um, mm. And some of the East Asia soft games that have come out the last couple of weeks. I recently just played The Complex. Yes. What'd you think? I thought it was okay. Um, it was a little bit difficult to follow. I don't think it's the best uh fmb game that they have i still think that belongs to late shift late shift just had like a like a story that i was significantly easier to gravitate towards and um i kind of did like the complexes like um like in-game engine a little bit better because you could kind of like fast forward it to because there was like nine different endings so you could kind of like skip to the choices once you've already played it i didn't realize that until like playthrough five though oh so like i kept watching them yeah no so i kept watching them like over and over and over again and i was like i liked it the first time but i was like oh this kind of sucks now because i'm just doing it like over and over and over again yeah so so for the listeners who are not are not familiar with the premise here the the complex is a it's it's about a uh it's not a secret, is it? But it's about a, a scientific research, medical research area where they're, they're working in various diseases and drugs and things like this, and nanotechs as well. And, and the story sort of stems out from there, what, what happens with these nanotechnologies and how they're stolen and used or abused, perhaps. But it, it is an interesting point you make here about the actual the gameplay here, Joe, and the, the system mechanics of that skip. So unlike most of the other VNs to now, and you, you oh, sorry, the, well, it is almost a VN, the FMVs until now, uh, and you reference Late Shift, the problem was is that you did have to play it multiple times and either you had to make save states uh, to, to pick up from spots for trophies, whereas this is the first one where making saves is really not going to help you because of the skip function. And... What I really liked, and I think this is what you're alluding to, is that you can just play this at least once without a guide. In fact, there's no point to use a guide for maybe the first two playthroughs. And then you can just come back and use this skip function to to pick up the endings, which to my knowledge has not been available in any of the other FMVs up until this point. So so I, I imagine you did enjoy that, that element of it. Oh yeah, no, that one uh, drastically brought down the length. Because I mean, like the first five or whatever I... I paid attention to, like, the first playthrough and, like, kind of the second one. Like, I tried to see, like, where it kind of arched differently and stuff like that. But, like, the third, fourth, and fifth, before I knew about it, I kind of just, like, let it sit there. And the other thing that I like about this is uh, in the options menu, you can also select to stop it when it brings up a choice. While in late shift, at least to my knowledge that this doesn't exist, um, it very well might. But uh, you had to pay attention, and if you didn't, it would just, like, pick whatever choice was the default one and progress through the story. While this one just, like, paused it like it was, like, a true visual novel, like like those JP visual novels that we spam the crap out of. 
Like it just would stop there. And I thought that was fantastic as well while I was uh, doing this because I was doing other things like uh, playing the Pokemon TCG on my uh, PC, um, which I do a lot as well. Uh, I know you asked me about that one day. So like I always have the app open and it always says I'm playing it like in Discord. But like I was playing that while I was like letting it run. Hmm, hmm. That's good. Yeah, it's it's funny this complex because when I played it at the time, like I thought the story was okay. I, I got more of it the second time, but at the time when it finished, I overall I rated it as my highest VN only because of also that the gameplay mechanics we talk about. And it, it's funny though because it is still a text based decision, even though you can, as you said, go in the options menu and get it to hold on decisions. It's still choosing text. And then having recently played this Dark Knights with Poe and Monroe, where they abandon the text choice uh, and it's an action choice in an FMV, and now. I know there was a little bit of this in the bunker as well, uh, you know, because ultimately that was a monologue game, a one character game. But it, I really like this this change. Obviously, it, it puts more emphasis on you listening to the dialogue and playing like a movie, but it does make a change. So it's interesting to see this genre, how it's going to move forward, because I think with the complex and then also with Dark Knights, both of those in the last few months have moved the genre quite forward uh, in the in its progression. Whether you like it or not, listeners, I suppose that that's subjective in the overall you know gameplay mechanics as opposed to the story but at least they're they're evolving that genre which is is interesting to me now you sort of skimmed over the rat stuff here now i know this is not a rat game but i see you've platted it in 19 minutes and 45 seconds so it's a high contender to be a spam game here uh, with this pity pit would you like to tell us about this yeah so i played a little bit of that today and it's kind of like um like steam world dig or like dig dug where you just mm. there's like a there's ground coming at you at the top or at least I think it's ground and you just go downwards or whatever and there's like a couple enemies like there's like a little devil and then there's like a little mole or something like that that like goes through the dirt and stuff like that and they try and like obviously get in your way so it's kind of like a like a really like mm. cheesy quick trophy uh like dig dug style game but you only go down like SteamWorld Dig, you only go down, but it's like SteamWorld Dig kind of like Metroidvanias off into like other areas or whatever, while this one just goes like straight down and there's what you see is on the screen is all that there is. So it's definitely like that East Asia Soft format. Like, um, what are their other games? Uh, I can't even think of them off the top of my head. Like those shoot 'em ups or whatever, where everything is just like cum- where all the trophies are just cumulative across playthroughs. Many Faces is one. I believe. Is mm. that correct? Yeah. So it's just like, oh, you have to collect like X amount of coins or whatever, and then you have to buy five upgrades, and then you have to use six bombs or whatever, and it's just it's all cumulative across like total playthroughs. So it's like that. So it's just like you could just like sit there and casually play it like playthrough by playthrough, and you don't have to stress out over anything. Nothing's crazy difficult. Um, in order to buy the upgrades, you need to go about like. 60 to 75 percent of the way through the level to get to the shop or whatever and then like everything is pretty cheap you could usually get like all five upgrades that you need to buy in about two visits to the shop so that's that's interesting so i mean it must be well actually just before you do as, as we alluded to like the other week with bliss listeners i have a small brain and i do bait it on things now i just want to say well played sir i don't know if you realize you did this but you just turned metroidvania into a verb you metroided off into the sides that was fantastic i, I love it but look yes. anyway sim- simple things <laughs> i'm glad that that word's getting a bit of love again on this show now now it, you know you say all that but look it must be easy if you did it in 20 minutes 
Oh yeah, no, it's definitely very easy. Okay, look now while you're on a roll here, because we're not we're, we're having a little rest from level cap uh, this week. Uh, it will be back next week. We should we should throw out the ratter platter of last week here, and I see that you played it in our uh, 13 minutes and eight seconds of glory here, 18 seconds of glory. Uh, strawberry uh, vinegar. Do you, do you have any comments here on the ratter plat from last week? Yeah, same thing going on as uh, the last visual, the last two that they've done. Uh, super quick. Uh, I used uh, a guide from Nope or whatever, to uh, shorten the playtime. Mm. Uh, that one is a little bit more involved. Like, there's definitely more choices and more story arcs going on. And um, it's mm. reflective on the price, which I saw someone kind of complaining about it on Twitter, uh, because usually the Rattalika games are $5. Uh, the first two visual novels were $5, or region equivalent, probably four pounds, four euros or maybe it's five i don't know i buy them all the time and i just don't pay attention to the price so um but this one is ten dollars and it's reflective on uh the price it is on steam and the amount of words that it has in the game uh i believe they said blind men had eighteen thousand words in it which is why it's such a low price while this one has nearly upwards of about eighty thousand. really here it's the value per skip that we've now got to start to consider you're getting more. You're getting more value for your skip dollars now. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I saw um I saw someone like complaining about it on uh, Twitter. I don't remember who it was, but uh, he was just like, "Oh, you guys are jacking up the price because us trophy and achievement hunters, we play your games and stuff like that or whatever." And uh, whoever manages their Twitter, one of the what is it? Just a team of two guys, right? Or two people? Mm. Um, mm. he's like, "Our our prices are reflective based on." like the amount of content and like they make their trophies more difficult if the price is more and the price of every game on console is also the price uh, uh that it is on steam so this is a ten dollar game on steam so it's a ten dollar game on console and that's how they price their games Look, look at, isn't that fascinating, listeners? Who would have thought a disgruntled trophy hunter on Twitter or was so self-involved that they thought the pricing was totally reflective and aimed at their addiction and had nothing to do with the grand scheme of what it cost to port a game, what it cost to pay the developer, the original developer, a fair price, what it cost to make a reasonable profit in this capitalistic society? Who would have thought that none of that factored in, Joe, to, to a trophy hunter on Twitter? Hmm. Who would have thought? How how interesting. But okay, look, I, I like that. I like that. I was thinking as you talked about that, how long do you think it is before Radalika start to put their games on Game Pass? I don't think that they will, <laughs> um, just because um, Game Pass games are, uh, like, the amount of money that you get them from them is reflective on the amount of time that you put in. So if your game only takes, like, 30 minutes to like platinum then the per like the game pass user is only playing it for 30 minutes so like you're only getting 30 minutes of the cut that i put out basically so i mean maybe the longer ones that don't sell well like that ganbear soccer game or whatever that's like five ish hour uh, i feel like it might be shorter or like uh the harder ones like the one we just talked about before we started recording uh the one that's coming on xbox this week which game was that that you just mentioned the soccer game ganbear yes thank you sorry is that I, it? yes it is i just want you to say it again because i i know a few of our uk listeners would have just had a bit of a wet dream there for a second so it's, it's nice that we can we can do that twice for them a bit of a repeat performance but sorry carry, carry on yeah so like uh maybe some of the harder um games or whatever like might go there because you might spend like lo like a longer amount of time playing them 
but uh i mean like i can't see like jack and jill dx or whatever i know a couple of those are in ps now but i reckon it would it would be an interesting proposal i, I it would there would be an in, it would be an increase maybe in achievement hunting uh, of these games if they did i think it would be delightful but i mean that's a bit of self-interest there mr man on twitter that complaining about the prices but you know but perhaps that that could could come for both of us i would like that now the last thing i want to ask here joe which is disgraceful i'm disgusted by this uh you know and i'm not talking about the the waves and waves of japanese visual novels i'm quite impressed by that but i am disgusted by the one trope in snaky bus what is going on sir oh so um i think i started it and then i had something else to do and i went away from it and then i just didn't continue it i played it a little bit on xbox too oh okay <laughs> by, by uh, no that got me through uh like two that got me like through two or three days of streaks yes but um i don't know and like, I'm having a little bit of, like, trouble with, like, the really, like, weird physics of it mm, as well. Mm, mm. The physics are a little odd. Yeah. I think I think from memory, it's just a matter of just continually playing the game, and it doesn't really matter how far you get, because it's all cumulative, except for that one 420 trophy where you have to hit the, the 420 in one actual run. But I think I think everything else, it, it doesn't really matter how far you get, because it, it, all, it all progressively adds... I was just kind of like getting like a little frustrated with it at times because I was doing like the one in like the college dorm room or whatever. And it was like, I, I'm i like, oh, look, people or whatever. And then like I go and you're just like stuck in the corner. Yeah. And then it just ends. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I can, I can understand that. Now, seeing, seeing we have you here, I'd also like to, to flip this now a little. We don't don't usually do this, but it, it'll be interesting, listeners. It will be interesting for me uh, as well. Now, what are you playing on Xbox at the moment? I don't mind if they're short short games as well but but what what are you looking at over there so the last couple of days i have been playing castle pals just to keep my streak alive but uh currently mm-hmm. in the disc tray uh we have man eater in there ah well can we talk a little about this how much have you played so far uh none because oh. i <laughs> just opened it and installed it today <laughs> Well, I did see that you got them for both PS4 and Xbox, so you're a fantastic collector and supporter of the studio there. Yeah, I mean, we need we need a second Shark game, so <laughs> uh, I gotta make sure that I uh, support my uh, my Shark games or whatever, because, I mean, they made something different and kind of innovative in, uh, like, a world where everything, for the most part, seems the same, and... Uh, I will respect that, and apparently it's pretty fun too. I I haven't really seen too many people complaining about not liking the game. Maybe some issues with the trophies not working, but for the most part, everybody's experience has been pretty positive. I've also uh, my buddy told me today that uh, he heard that uh, the Xbox version overheats the console, which I don't know about yet. So uh, I'm sure I will find that out shortly. Also, that crunching was me opening the PS4 copy, by the way, if you heard it. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's give you a minute to unravel, uh, unwrap that. And we'll, we'll, take a, we'll take a little dive into this Maneater, if you like. So this is a Maneater by Tripwire. So I, I recently finished it on PS4. I believe the patches have taken care of the trophy uh, issues, at least on PS4. I had no, no problems there at all although i was being very careful with the collectibles but again no no problems at all yet the fan does run high a little bit but i don't know like i've been playing some dragon's quest which is not that new and the fan sometimes runs off the the rails on that too so i I think it's okay it's okay but uh 
We've, we've talked loosely about this game, but now having finished it, I think you're right, Joe. It is, it is something different. I mean, it's an open world of sorts, but again, it's not, it's not too uh, unmanageable. It's a game that you can move between any of the areas at any time, which I think is really valid. Now, a couple of the later areas are tied up with progression in, in your shark size, which comes naturally as you play the story. But by and large, you're not locked into one area, which means that if you don't want to, you don't want to do the massive collectible hunt, you can just move on and continue the story. Having said that, the the XP works to unlock upgrades, which become more and more necessary as the story goes on. And it, they tie very nicely to the collectibles. So yes, there are, you know, there's sort of three main collectibles, if you like, They're upwards of 10 to, you know, 12 or 13 of each type uh, on the, the map in each section. Now, they're not marked on the map, but you use the sonar, which you, you can develop to to find them. So, so it's quite easy to find. You could always use a guide if you need, but it's not, not necessary at all. You can clean up a section once your shark's a bit upgraded in probably 10 or 15 minutes. So it, the collectible hunt is is very manageable in this game. And it's, Joe, it's one of these things where the collectibles add value to the game. So th- there's a lot of funny things. I was on the Loop Bros just recently and mentioned the fact that... Now, I don't know if you'd be old enough, Joe. I, unfortunately, disgracefully, they were, but they didn't know it. Uh, there's a, a reference in one of the areas. You go into this bunker and a golf course full of water, and there's a banana stand there. And it says, you know, even here, the money's in the banana stand. And of course, that is a wonderful reference by your silence, Joe. I take it you're not old enough. It's a wonderful reference to Arrested Development, the cult show. So there's a lot of this stuff hidden there. They really they really did take the, the extra step or whatever. So I think for the price, and I think it's around a three-quarter price game. Does that sound right, Joe? I don't think it's quite a full price. Uh, yeah, it's only $40 here. Yeah, it's 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 very reasonable. What I'll say about the campaign, as I've said before, is it is it's done in a reality TV style. It's very funny. It's very redneck as it goes on between the the main uh, character, Scaly Pete, and the the antagonist, the you, the shark, I, I suppose. And and as you as you grow and you you develop, you can turn yourself hideous with all the upgrades, but hideously powerful as well. But but it does, it's very manageable the whole way through, although the final section of the game, the final fight, there is a bit of a spike uh, in difficulty. And then also there are these uh, infamy levels where you have to cause chaos or whatever to, to bump them up. That can be, you know, a, somewhat of a small grind if you're not working as you as you go. That can also be a little bit cheap as well. Now, I believe, Joe, that is one of the areas you have to watch for a glitch. If you die in those mini boss fights, you can lock yourself out of a thing. But again, I think that, that may have been been patched. So look, overall, I, I highly recommend it. I think it took me about 13 hours all up. So it's about 12 to 15 or so. And it's a, it's a lovely little Shark PG break, I think there, Joe. Now, is there, is there any other games you'd like to throw out for us today? Well, I did just buy um, Saints Row 3 Remastered for the Xbox One, which we could probably talk about in a little bit when we do the one of the Q&A questions. And I bought the Steelbook edition of Persona 5. Ah, uh, yes, I, I saw this. So that's a game you'll never play. I don't know, maybe. I mean, it's still sealed. Um, <laughs> I'd like to get to it at some point, maybe, but I don't know. It's funny. I know uh, recently uh, a listener and a Patreon as well. Dat One Seagull is going on an RPG kick, which is fantastic. Well, he's doing a lot of lot of different games, but a focus on RPGs, and it's it's something that I know you're very focused on on the leaderboard or on rising up at the moment on the levels. So 
these RPGs, you know, they're massively time consuming. They're not going to help you uh, do that. But it, it's something that I've come back to recently, having done Persona. And then I've gone back to Dragon's Quest Eleven, And it is really lovely to have an RPG going as well. But we might we might touch on that in the, the, the Q&A, I think, with a question there from, from a listener as well. So just before we, we get there, listeners, I'll dump a little bit of love here uh, on you. A little bit of spam, a little bit of, of goodness, if you like. Uh, I'll start with this superhero. X. So this is a it's an interesting game, Joe. It came out on the store at 30 US and then within a week was dropped to 15 US. It, it's a fascinating story. It's a game I believe that failed its Kickstarter. So but they they still, you know, funded it somehow and, and proceeded ahead. It's a very ambitious game that obviously just did not have the the money to see it through. It's basically a physics flow fighter, if you like, a a 2.5D fighter. What makes it interesting is that it has five styles of fighting in it. So you have your capoeira, your karate, your MMA, uh, and then sort of these two, Amiga and and another one, I forget. It's like a superhero style of fighting, if you like. And it's actually... The combo and the moves, there's a lot of variety. Unfortunately, you don't need any of them to, to beat the game, but but they are there, and there's a, there's a decent, you know, obviously an unlicensed character, you know, anime uh, character roster or whatever, but for 15 US, it's an interesting study maybe in game design and what could have been. It is also an easy plat, Joe, so that may interest you. I think it can be done. I see people are doing it now in around half an hour uh, or so. So just the, the breakdown, if you are interested in this from an easy plat, perspective is there's a mission mode it's probably the best place to start there are 10 missions for each mission you do you will uh, you will unlock a trophy i think most of them are gold uh, there's a survival mode where you have to win five uh, different uh, opponent battles in a row without dying so you can't use the continue in the survival mode but you can use continue in the mission mode if you do die each uh, it's a it's a first to three situation so you actually have to win against each character three three times with the survival mode though the roster is random so if you're having trouble you can die you can restart you may get a a different uh, selection of enemies some are are much easier uh, than others and then there's an arcade mode as well which i believe is six fights you have to win but you can use continue if you're interested in choosing this game you can do so by choosing i think i chose the mma fighting style although i think it will work for any and just smashing the triangle button uh continuously from the start they won't be able to attack you and and you'll win and that works even on survival mode and then there's a, a funny miscellaneous trope for picking a female character, going into the customization, and uh, and choosing a pant color, I believe, and pressing triangle. So, so it's it's quite a nice easy plat if that interests you, but also an interesting um interesting game perhaps if you, if you're not afraid to spend that money to to see what could have could have been. And then, Joe, I don't know. Uh, I can throw a little bit of this sushi break at you. I don't know. Do you play any of these uh, brick breaker games? Do you like this genre? Uh, I played a couple of them on, like, the Windows phone for, like, achievements, but, like, I don't buy every single one that comes out. I mean, there's a lot of luck in them as well, you know, in the pickups you get and then you have to destroy certain things. This one seems pretty fair. It's also not hugely... I'm thinking of the Dowlings games, I'm not sure, or Dowlings games. I'm not sure if you're familiar with those, Joe. They're 
they're really long, grindy games because of all the characters and, and levels. Whereas this is is quite manageable. It's just there's a roster of characters you just have to play once as each one. You need to get I think 70, 75 stars out of a possible hundred, uh, three stars being the maximum, or it might be out of ninety. I'm not sure on each level that are based obviously on time. But it, you know, it's it's just the premise of your 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 breaking the sushis, all the different types sushi and sashimi are with the 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 projectile, I suppose, the ball. It's quite fun. You know, it's a no-brainer or whatever else, but it, it seems less RNG-based. Uh, the trophies seem a little bit easier than some of the other uh, the Brick Breakers. I don't believe that's out in the US yet as of time of recording, but it is out in the EU store. I think it's like 11 Australian or something. So it's quite, it's quite reasonable. And then, Joe, I haven't played a singing game for a while. I know this would not interest you, but, you know, it's bad luck. So I decided to do uh, some Let's Sing Country, which, you know, surprisingly is only on the US store. You know, you, you seem to have a lock on all the, the best country music in the world. I, we've never talked about this, Joe. Are you a country music fan? No, actually, uh, you could throw all the country music <laughs> in the garbage where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a travesty. Much, it's a travesty. How much did you pay for that? Well, look, you know, you you can't define the value of enjoyment, you know, by a dollar sign, sir. But what um, I will what I will say is that it has a lot more content than I expected. So there's over sixty songs in this. So when you look at that, it's actually less than a dollar a song, and the the songs do have the the video clips. So if, if you look at it on that that point of view, it's quite reasonable. The other thing is a lot of this this music uh, we never get here in Australia. Obviously, it's probably huge in the US uh, to varying degrees, so in, in varying places. So it is it is pretty cool. And what I like about it is, yes, yes, there is no plat, but it is one of these singing games where you actually have to sing. You can't you can't cheese it with a fan or something else. The, the detection, I mean, it is the current year 2020 singing game, but uh, let's sing game. But the detection is actually pretty good. And I think... I mean, the only difficult trophy here is to platinum 12 uh, songs, get a platinum rating, which is about 300,000 points, which I'd say you'd have to hit about a 80% accuracy across the song. So it's not as hard as, as some of the Let's Sing singing games in the past, but it's manageable with the number of number of songs in there. But uh, I think most of the trophies are just a grind because you have to sing all 60 plus songs three times in various formats. So, But yeah, look, it, it's, quite, it's quite enjoyable. I, I can see I'm not going to twist your arm on that one, Joe. I have some uh, fun facts about this game as well. So, um, un- unfortunately, uh, the reason why I asked you how much you paid for it is because it's been consistently on sale here for $10 on disc. Mm. <laughs> um, I paid was, more uh, than that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know that. Uh, it would have probably <laughs> been for me to buy it for you and ship it to you um, yeah. than well, what you paid. Impossible. The postage is brutal between the US. But, yeah, you're probably yeah. right. I didn't. It didn't reach you know, but the luxury. Uh, another thing, um, so the Xbox version of this game obviously came out when the PS4 version came out, like, same release day, obviously, and it took them about six months to unlock the achievement list for it. It's just, like, they kind of just, like, forgot. So the game had no achievements for, like, the first six months of release because someone didn't do their job. That's interesting. Well, I mean, these these games are not for trophy hunters in in any stretch. I mean, there's there's only ten trophies, as I said, and you know it's going to be. Well, look, I see someone did it in six hours, but I mean, you know, that'd be a continuous six hours. I, I I'm not sure how they did that. Perhaps there is a way once you you meet all the requirements just to let the songs free play. That that is possible, I suppose. But I mean, there's plenty of value there, but but not not for trophy hunters. In fact, I see this quite a few ultra rares. I think just because nobody's bothered to sing all the songs or they haven't got to it yet. 
my tip uh, when I play like singing games is like I will grab my computer speakers and I will put the mic next to it and then like I'll look <laughs> for like an acapella version of the song and yes. then I'll kind of try and try like try and sync up the audio in the game yeah. to my mic. That's how I've done the majority of all my singing games, except Just Sing. I don't know if you played that. Yes. Yeah. You played Just Sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get the plat in it. Uh, no, I don't think... Is this the 2000... There was a few Just Sings, I think, weren't there? Are we talking... No, the... so Just Sing is the Ubisoft one. Um, yes. That's like Just Dance. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can literally put your microphone on a fan and just 100% every song in the game. Oh, oh, this is one of the ones you can cheese then. Yeah, so this is... Uh, I'm going to look this up. You, I know you can't get the, I know you can't get the flat anymore because they shut off the servers for it. But you can probably get a good amount of XP if you're just like looking to. Yes, just sing. I have done it. I thought so. In fact, why I was confused, Joe, is I've also done We Sing as well, which I assume is also Ubisoft as well. Uh, there, I did that. I did them. Oh wow, I did them in the same week almost. So I was. I have. This is what happens, Joe. See, the reason I went back on this is I also realised that at this time, I tell you what, listeners, in the May of two thousand and seventeen was a singing month here, Joe. I did. I did Disney Sing It, Family Hits, and I bought all versions of the Let's Sing two thousand and sixteen for some reason, from every region. But look, you know, let's, let's not dwell on that because I definitely didn't play them all yet. But uh, isn't that fascinating? See, that's why these profiles, they're, they're so important. They show us they show us what we've still to do or what we have done. We have done. But look, let, let's move on from the singing games because most of the listeners are probably, you know, prepared to neck themselves because they're, they're a little ashamed, perhaps, of their, their singing voice. Of course, of course not Rick. Because I know that Rick has a wonderful singing voice. He's 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 done the Sing Star games and and all of these. But you know, most of our listeners not not lucky enough to have that have that. And then the last thing I'll put this is just a bit of an ego bash for me to keep moving on it, Joe. Uh, last year I I had a PS4 corruption and I lost my forty hour save in Dragon's Quest Eleven. You know, it was upsetting, of course, uh, at the time. But I finally come back to it, and I think horrifically I've had a bit of time this week off. In the last three days, I've probably put in about 28 hours, which is pretty impressive for me. And I'm almost back to where I was up to, which is fantastic. The only hot tip I have for this game is that it is one of the best JRPGs, I think, released on the console. So it's, it's definitely worth a look if you haven't. Yes, it's, it's massively long, but it's not really grindy in that the levels come naturally. But I found this. You'd love this, Joe. Uh, there's a there's a section with a casino where you have to do these 10 requirements, you know, play so many hands, win so much money and stuff. All of that can be done with a turbo controller in a couple of hours of AFK. So that was a that was a lovely discovery. If you if you don't want to play the um the casino games, nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. So I think that's going to be my next uh my next uh RPG or JRPG focus. But look, why don't we move now? You know, Joe, we've we've done enough of the compulsory games here. Why don't we move towards this Q and A after this short break? Alrighty. You are the summer, we were the tide The clearest of azure, bright as your eyes Golden skin sundress, you were the skies And I see the color I've known all my life We are timeless We are timeless washing over the sand on my feet 
So, listeners, let's start off here. We've got quite a few questions, some, you know, more serious than others, perhaps. And we're going to start here with Redbeard Rick. Now, Joe, he asks you, this is a valid question, too. When are you going to do Hannah Montana? The people want to know, Joe. I honestly don't know, uh, because my PS3 has been acting kind of funny lately. And... um, Finding a like another one hasn't been the easiest because nobody trades them into GameStop anymore, and the retro stores that mm. sell them around here you can't really go in. So if you buy one, you can't really take a good look at it. They like just take your credit card and then they go to the door with it, and like their return policies are like terrible normally so i'm assuming with like everything going on that they're significantly worse right now like you only have like one day to check it out and then it has like a 30 day warranty or whatever and you don't know where it's been and my ps3 i bought brand new like years ago and i have a fully backwards compatible one so i would want another one that's like that so it's been kind of like fluky with like playing disc-based games. Mm, this sounds like a lot of you problems. So uh, when it when, when yeah. is this Hannah, maybe we need a remaster on the PS5 then for you of the Hannah Montana. I, I would definitely play it. But look, I would play it again, yes. But you, you do, you have it now, so you, you've got to do it. It's it's. I, ho- I hope you can work that out. It's, it's fantastic. Do you have, I imagine you do, do you have some move controllers as well? Uh, yeah, I have a PSVR, so I have a, like the move and the the navigator is that what it's called oh yes the navigator i forgot about that useless thing (laughs) yeah i i have uh i have three move controllers and then i have the navigator oh god that navigator oh i don't think i found there's surprising the number of games that will not allow that navigator even though it'll allow the move Uh, yeah. It's like the poor man's move, the navigator. I love it. Anyway, that's that's a wonderful. That for a time here in Australia, it became very hard before the the VR um came out or whatever else, and they were the only things you could find because everyone had bought up all the the move controllers because of course Sony, you know, sneakily, you know, re-released them at a hundred dollars each or something, you know, or for two when they beforehand were worth five dollars or something. The old ones. So yeah, when I got my um. When I got my VR or whatever, I got that that two hundred dollar mm. bundle with the five games or whatever, um, with like the camera. Uh, it didn't have the controllers with it, but it had all the um, like the the headset and stuff like that, which wasn't bad. And then like, or I could have gotten it for like three fifty with all the stuff, but like less games. And GameStop had like the Move controllers like pre owned for like twenty eight bucks, and I got two of them, and it looks like they were like 
is like someone bought the PSVR headset and then just like they're like oh this thing sucks and then just like immediately traded them in like they still have that brand new feel to them not like like gross people were like playing with them for like hours and hours <laughs> oh that's, that's gonna make <laughs> maybe i better go and sterilize mine again then i think uh somebody's been doing some sort of playing with them so now let's move on to his next question a serious question here do you still play xbox munch or are you on the ps4 for the majority of your gaming time now we talked about this earlier but i still am getting an achievement a day for my streak which is obviously pretty lengthy as we just talked about um another thing is uh my buddy chad who i talk to every day on xbox because i'm always in the party chat we are planning on co-oping some games that we've been meaning to co-op on the xbox for a long time so we're probably going to start with like borderlands 3 he just got um because it was on sale this week for 30 dollars for the super deluxe edition with the season pass and another one that we're looking forward to doing is uh saint row 3 because we played all the Saint Row games together, and uh, I'm also supposed to ask you uh, how much the uh, Saint Row Four is on the Australian marketplace when you get a chance, a 360 one. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 good, good. I'm glad we're using the show to discuss our, our personal affairs, Joe. That's wonderful. Now, uh, now, look, that's going to come back in, so we'll leave that one there. Now, I'm styling on your bro, which look, I'm I'm looking forward to the platinum shoutouts this week to see see what he's going to drop on us. But he's and this is a valid question, Joe, because you know as much fun as he likes to have, he's a serious gamer, you know he is, and he likes these simulator games. And he's asked here, will you ever play a simulator game? So I was actually looking at the like the simulator genre before we uh, started recording, and um, there were a couple games that I saw that fit into that category and actually one of my favorite ones is the kepling series on the 360 um i would it's first party i believe and if they made like they're really small and like there's a couple dlc packs and stuff like that but if they made one that was like much bigger or like a new one that they threw in as like like game pass content i would definitely play that i really really enjoy those uh a kingdom of keplings and a world of keplings i thought those were great games i don't know if you've played those or not but no i've never heard of them actually yeah uh but that's definitely one of my favorite games in that genre the farming sims not so much like farming just doesn't interest me uh i mean uh viva pinata is kind of fun but uh, i mean there's a lot of those games in that genre that don't particularly interest me all that much that genre doesn't go with with what you're trying to do at the moment either because i mean they're they're very long and they're usually they're usually quite in depth and that's the problem i have with that game and i think perhaps with you too is you, you're playing so many different games when you play a simulator game they're so involved that you've really just got to play them for at least for a good 10 15 hours till you get your head around it and if you're chopping and changing games a lot it's a lot to remember and take in i think but but i don't know but look i i'm gonna yeah. gonna just before we move on to his second part i'm gonna throw a suggestion out for you mr styling on you bro there's a game called mega aquarium a mega aquarium i believe which is coming up on my list i think it's a smaller sim you know about aquarium an aquarium park that could that could be something you could look into write a guide for us all and then uh you know, we can decide whether we want to want to play it or not. Keep keep you busy. Now, the second part of his question, this is quite valid for a lot of reasons, but we we won't touch on those reasons just yet. Uh, it's he asks here, when are you doing white boys with attitude? <laughs> the game just looks so bad to me. Uh, 
Is this game on Xbox as well, or just PlayStation? No, I think it's just on PlayStation. I feel like I would know if it was on Xbox. With the exception of those two trophies for the high scores, you can get the rest of them in like two minutes. It's very easy. So. Yeah, no, I just see like a couple of people like raging over it and like... I mean, like, if it had a platinum, I could, like, totally get on board with, like, the aggravation. But the fact that it's only, like, 100% or whatever, I don't know if I want to get aggravated over something that's worth so little. Yes, yeah. Because I'm a big bang for my buck guy, and that goes, like, uh, financially and time-wise as well. Yes. Well, look, my understanding is you can get a bit of a bang out of this game, Joe. Yes, I believe I heard you uh, say that last time we recorded it on Level Cap. Um, I definitely caught all the puns. <laughs> well, look, you know, I don't know if you caught it, but also our, our friend here, Styling on You Bro, he actually did a video uh, guide for the, the preferred method there on YouTube for that rhythm game. So, you know, if, you're, if you are stuck there, you can you can check that that out. Now, let's... I also thought he wrote it for rap. <laughs> yes, yes, I think so. So our next question comes in from Patreon producer Zedor VP. I believe you have it there, Joe. Would you like to like to throw it out? Uh, yeah. So if uh, Donut County got a sequel, what would you like it to include? Yeah. So Donut County kind of ri- reminds me of, uh, and I might butcher the pronunciation here, but uh, Katamari Damacy, which I played on the PS2. It's that second word that gets me. I don't know how, if, if I pronounce it right, <laughs> but. Um, it kind of reminds me of that, um, but instead of like rolling a ball, you're obviously collecting um, city in a hole. I would definitely like to see it maybe expand like past just the town and maybe like the country or the world, possibly. Um, I mean, like I feel like you can definitely do a lot more with that as like a bigger game, like maybe like different regions of like the country like maybe like you know like different biomes Mm, mm, mm. like you know like maybe you go up north or whatever to like canada or like something like that and then you start getting like snow creatures or whatever like polar bears and stuff like that and like igloos and just because raccoons be mad because they can't get donuts it, you've got to be careful what you ask for in this genre because I know, I know it's not exactly the same, but you know it's loosely inspired by the the same base, and that was the the Watam game that came out last year. And you know, on paper that looked like it was going to be great, and in reality, it was a bit of a nightmare. I don't know if you've you've seen that, Joe, or played it, but. I've never even heard yeah, of that. Yeah, it's it's maybe where it, it, it's sort of following the line of what you're you're saying you would like, but it, it just I don't know. It doesn't follow through completely. Uh, unfortunately, it's not as good. Ah, uh, so now our next question actually comes in from Kalai. So Kalai here from the the host, uh, one of the fabulous hosts from the Game Stuff podcast. Now, this is an interesting question, Joe, because she actually posed this question to me, to, uh, you know, referring to you on their recent uh, show, where she was also a guest on the Loot Bros. And she asked me this. Now, it's interesting because she obviously sees trophies and achievements as a secondary to the game. Listen, a secondary. The game is more important to her. It's, it's a fascinating concept, Kalai. But, you know, I, I understand there are people like you out there, <clears throat> obviously in the majority, but, you know, <laughs> you won't touch on that. But it is an interesting question. Question, Joe, and it's a it's a question I sort of fluffed over because I can't answer it for you. Only only you can answer it, and it is here. Uh, do you get tired of playing the same game as you did on Xbox to obtain trophies? 
I'm gonna go with no, um, just because like my whole strategy behind it, and like to avoid burnout. So, like, Redbow is one that I played today. Actually, like it was just like one of the games that like I found that was like quick and where I can get the math like right down. So it has an Xbox version, and then it has like three PS4 versions and three Vita versions. But like. Some, like, people, like, at the top of the leaderboards, like, when a game like that comes out, they'll play it back to back to back to back to back to back. Like, they'll play all six versions that same day. And it's, like, I'll spread them out Hmm. more so I don't get tired of them. So it's, like, I'll do, like, a version of Redbow, and then, like, I'll pick another game with, like, six versions of it. uh, And then, like, I'll play something else. And then maybe I'll play something that I, like, I want to play or something that's fun or whatever. So, like, I spread everything out. Because I feel like if I played the same game like back to back like that, I would really start to hate what I'm doing. Unless it's like uh like stuff like blind men or whatever where I don't really have to do anything. Like it's just like I make like the choices. Blind men or uh, strawberry vinegar or like a Japan BN or something like that. Like I'll do something else while I'm doing it. Like uh like I'll be watching T V or something like that while I do it. So like I'm, it's like I'm multitasking while I'm doing those because they don't require much effort out of me. But I spread everything out because I feel like it avoids like the burnout of trophy hunting or achievement hunting. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a it's a really good strategy for me to do it. Things that are a little bit more skill based, I'll usually do back to back, as long as they're relatively quick. Or like I'll do like one one day and then like I'll do like another one the next day or whatever. Just like while I have that like feel for it. Yeah, I notice you you tend to you're similar to me in that you tend to draw a line as well. Like you're not going to play a game even if it's short if you don't you don't like it. And the, I'm I'm thinking here of the back in 1995 or even even the recent harder rattle like a game, the Thy Sword. And you know I'm, I'm not judging those games or anything else, but you know for for whatever reason you didn't perhaps enjoy them. So you you don't push yourself just to play a game because it's short if you don't don't like it as well, do you? Another thing is, um, like, uh, mechanics or whatever, like, the mechanics have to be, like, kind of, like, not fluid, but at least work, and back in 1995, I just, I felt like the, just, like, the, like, the in-game controls in that were just awful, so, like, even though it's only, like, an hour long, it really felt like a chore, and then, like, just the way that it operates, like, I, I died at one point, and, like, I went back, like, maybe, like, 10 or 15 minutes in, like, the, the video guide that I was watching. So, like, I had to do everything over again, and I'm just like, this game is terrible. And it's like, you don't even move, like, with the right stick. You have, like, to rotate your character, you hold the left or the right stick, or the left stick to the left or to the right, and then he rotates, and then he doesn't do it. So, like, you can't, like, make a turning like walk you have to like pause your like pause your feet like it's like a like a really old like resident evil game and then rotate and then go and like that sucks like when there's like something after you so that is kind of why i got a little annoyed with that what was the other one that you mentioned just well just the recently the thy sword my my point being more that just because the game is short if you if you're not if you think you're not going to enjoy it you don't yeah. force yourself to do it which i know a lot of as you said a lot of people that play these one after the other the other they'll play all of these games so you, so you're not playing all of them either you're, you're you're picking and choosing a little bit as well i think 
Yeah, like, um, what's it, Unknown does that, or whatever, where, like, he, he goes through, like, phases where he, he hates everything, and then he really likes it, and I feel like, like, because I'm sure that he plays all six versions of those back-to-back, or whatever, and then he gets burnt out, and then he plays something that he likes, and he's like, oh, this is way better, and then he's like, oh, but I missed the hunt, and then he goes back to the hunt, or whatever, and then he burns himself out again, and then he goes, and he plays, like, Persona, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting point. I mean, it's funny you mentioned that because that came up on the Loop Bros the other day. And one of the things is, and I think, you know, it's it's valid as well. It's why it's interesting to hear you speak because it's very dangerous, listeners. Obviously, I canvass a lot of different guests and, you know, a, a little background. I first ran into Joe. I think you actually wrote to us on Twitter. It was in August of last year, so it's been almost a year. But we never spoke until December or something. And one of the things you need to be a little bit careful about with high, you know, spam trophy hunters is that often they have nothing of interest to say because when they're playing the games, as you say, Joe, one after the other after the other, they're not really playing them. They're just using a guide and they don't they don't know anything about the game. You could ask them what happened. They can't tell you. They don't know. Like they were there, you know, in body pushing the controller for, but they haven't interacted with the game or learned anything. And of course, that's a totally valid way to play. Or whatever else, but as you say, Joe, that does usually lead to you know problems, you know, you know, with gaming and, and gamers and and the general flow of everything. And it's sad because at the end of the day, you know, trophies and achievements are important, but there is a is a game there, and it is that's why it's wonderful to speak to you because you know, and I think Clyde, this answers your question a little bit too here that you know, Joe. Yes, he's skipping VNs and doing whatever he's doing, but he's also interacting with a lot of these games. He knows what's going on, and that's obviously you know. It's clear from hearing him speak today about the game. So I, I don't know if you see that, Joe, but I, I feel th- there's a bit of a distinction. And I, and I know there are for many high-level spam hunters as well, but not all of them, I think, uh, for whatever reason that is. Yeah. yeah. Now, the second part of her question here, I'm not sure about this, uh, and do you play fewer new games because of the trophy hunting? So I don't think it's so much new games because you play new games every week, but perhaps do you do you play fewer yeah. bigger games, I suppose she's saying, or the big AAA games perhaps because of trophy hunting? Well, right now I'm playing fewer AAA games just because there's nothing releasing. Yeah. Like, we're in a, like, because everybody's, like, waiting to show off their, like, next-gen stuff or whatever, so, like, the like, usually, like, this is, like, the calm, like, part of the year or whatever, where there's only, like, a release every couple weeks, but it seems like it's, like, every, like, it seems a lot longer now, or whatever, like, we got, like, tax season, or whatever, here, we started off with, like, Final Fantasy, and Persona 5 Royale, and Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. and we got, like, three really good games in, like a like, a week and a half span, and I think Doom Eternal was in there as well. Yeah, Doom and Animal Crossing came out the same day, and then Final Fantasy was, like, a week and a half later or something like that. I'm probably wrong with those dates, but there was, like, there was a good, like, portion of, like, late February, early March, and then, like, since then, I feel like we got, like, the Saints Row remaster, uh, we got Maneater, and then we got Minecraft Dungeons, and that's been, like, the three months since. And, I mean, there might be a couple more games that, like, I missed out on that are, like, bigger but, like, those don't feel like big games to me. Because, uh, like, Maneater is, like, that, like, borderline, like, niche Like, it's got, like, the AAA, like, developer behind it. So it's, like, a it's like a spammy kind of AAA title that's, like, at a lower price. But it definitely feels like it's got, like, the, like the budget behind it to be as good as of what it is. 
and then you have like Minecraft Dungeons, which is like a 20-hour dungeon crawler, and those are usually a lot longer. It's also only $20, so it is a budget title. And then what was the third? Oh, the Saints Row Remastered, which is a game that came out a decade ago that's redone. Mm. I mean, there might be there might be more games in there that I'm forgetting about, but uh, like it just doesn't seem like there's a um, a very good amount of stuff coming out. Like usually, like if there was a big AAA game that would come out, I would at least buy it and play it and try it out. But it's just I haven't been getting that much stuff. I didn't buy Animal Crossing either because uh, that's not my kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really it's an interesting point because I remember around this time last year we did uh with Velvet we did a, a showcase if you like on the the best indie games for the first half of the year and last year you know the first half of the year for indie was fantastic the second half of the year turned out to be amazing as well and and this year it's you know I was asked the other day like and it's part of the reason we've avoided doing you know our best games for the first half of this year so far is that with the exception of Final Fantasy 7 which I haven't got to the games you referenced there Persona 5 Royal it's a it's a you know a, a port if you like an upscale port of a game from last year uh, Saints Row as you said is an older game or whatever else Manhunter yes there's money behind it but it almost plays like an indie game so this this year so far it, it's really again a situation of, of the indie games of which there has been plenty of of good ones but but as you say i mean but that is going to change i mean we've got last of us 2 coming in just over a week or so so things will pick up but i think it's a wonderful time like i mean you're you're busy on your show games but it is a wonderful time to be diving into to games from the last year or two as well that have come out so it's nice to have a little bit of a a lull i suppose but yeah so it doesn't sound like you're missing out at this time then joe by the sound of it yeah, no, this is like the perfect time for me to do what I'm doing. Just oh, we also forgot Resident Evil Three as well. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Well, again, you know, but a, a like remake. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there hasn't been all that much this year so far. So like me doing this or whatever is like a perfect way to occupy my time because it was like I would just be hitting the backlog anyways because there's literally nothing else to do. No, and look, to be honest, I'm I'm enjoying it too. As I said, to be able to go back and and get through some of these longer games. I hope I hope you are as well, listeners. I think for Kali too, it's a little more difficult because she plays across every system. So you know you're not really engaging mm-hmm. with the Switch or you know too much. So so that does does free you up. I think to a degree as well. But let's move on to this gentleman here, Resident Daryl, the host of Loot Bros, the wonderful Loot Bros, gamer extraordinaire, podcast master. You know, when when I'm looking for inspiration, Joe, when I'm looking to looking to learn how this craft works, when I'm looking for a mentor, I'm thinking I'm thinking Resident Daryl. And look, he's he's come in strong here with some questions for you. I know I know you're familiar with this this gentleman. Yes. Uh, he said here. If you, if you could only choose one person to break you out of jail, who would you choose? The pirate himself, Tricky Mick, or the strong hand guy from Scary Movie? I mean, he's obviously going to use his strong hand to help me get out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Look, they look similar, my understanding is, too. So, you know... <laughs> Look, that's fantastic. But look, next one here. Now, you don't know this show, apparently, but who would you win? Who would win on an episode of Naked and Afraid, Joe, out of us? Now, this is this is fantastic because I didn't know this was a real show, but it is. D- did you know it was a show? I literally didn't even know what this is, and I still have no idea. Yes. Look, I think I think it's great. Look, I for Afraid, I, look, I terrify myself, Daryl, as you know, and I think I terrify a lot of people when I talk to them because... 
you know, nobody knows what's going to happen. Most of the time, I don't. I don't know. So, look, I'm going to... I will take the win there. Joe's younger than me, too. So, Joe, you know, he's he's not going to be terrifying to anybody. Oh, yeah, no, I hermit myself up inside my house. This is all after, like, doing, like, a quick Google. This <laughs> excellent, excellent. Good, good. I like that. Well, I'm going to check that show out. But So, now, look, this is a self-serving question, but, you know, that's not surprising. Why not? Uh, and it's, who is more deserving of the number one spot on the Loot Bros leaderboards? Uh, yourself, Joe, or myself, or, and, oh, sorry, so he's got here, you, me, and why is it him? Why is it Resident Daryl? <laughs> but he's never number one. We always are. Well, that's right. A little backstory. Obviously, Joe, you know, smashing out between sort of 300 to 400 trophies a week, listeners, through his various exploits. So on this little, uh, you know, custom leaderboard, he's, he's mild. You're like 200 ahead of everybody. You know, Daryl occasionally turns on the console and lets his child play for him to, to earn a trophy or two. But I don't know if you've noticed recently, he's now, he's now taken to playing the Xbox, which is wonderful, wonderful to see, uh, because he feels that he can win on that board. But now he's been fucked over by Datwan Seagull, who's also decided that he can't beat you anymore, Joe. So he's moved to the Xbox. So you're driving people towards the Xbox with your exploits on the PlayStation. Isn't it wonderful? Yes. Wait until I go back. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They're going to be fucked. They're going to be fucked then. But you know, look, I you've got to be careful of this guy because he's sneaky. He he's he's a fan of the late sync as well. This resident Daryl because he he'll you think you're ahead on the leaderboards, listeners, and then he'll bend you over just before his show starts, or he'll choose not to update his leaderboard so it looks like he's the first place when you know it's suspect whether he really is or not. So. Uh, we wish you well on the Xbox side there, sir, with your, you know, 70 achievements or whatever. Okay, next up, <laughs> this is a valid for you. What What is a better game, Hannah Montana or Barbie and her sister's puppy rescue? Oh, I had way more fun making fun of Barbie and her sister's puppy rescue than the Hannah Montana game. Just because, <laughs> like, like, I mean, it's like a puppy kidnapping ring. You kidnap the puppy and then you, like, give it a bath and then you sell it. <laughs> like, you teach it a trick or two and... I had way more fun making fun of that than um, than the uh, the Hannah Montana game, which everybody seems to get frustrated with the beanbag toss game. Yes, that well, that's the one that can be easier with the move controller, I think, depending on you know if you if you like that controller, maybe the Navigator. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but that's good. And look, his last question is inappropriate, Joe. You know, with con- contractual obligations and such. But look, we'll have to read it because he wrote it. When are you going to come on the Loot Bros podcast? I tell him whenever he wants me to. All he has to do is let me know. I literally don't do anything. Like, Daryl, whenever you want me on the show, all you have to do is, like, message me. Probably give me two hours. As long as I'm not recording with CJ, you can have my time. Like, I'm not doing anything, so... Uh, okay, that seems valid. And then we have a question that's come in from, now this is a long-time listener of the Loop Bros. Obviously, the Loop Bros has been going for many years in, in you know, different seasons. I think they all versions, version 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0. Uh, now, this is a, a long-time listener of theirs, though. This is the Dump Liquor. Uh, and he said here, Joe, what is the best sandwich? That's his question. Sandwich? Mm-hmm. I, 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 this is an interesting mm-hmm. question, so I thought perhaps... There was a reason for it, so please, please answer it. I don't know. I mean, like, I like fried, like, chicken cutlet. Like, mm. that, probably. Like, breaded and fried mm. chicken. Like, on a sandwich? I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not, like, really, like, a big sandwich person. I'm a big pizza guy. Yeah, that's what I thought, because, yes, I don't know why there's sandwich. Because the pizza is the big thing in your area, isn't it? Your state, so... Hmm. 
Yeah, I'm in the I'm in the New Haven area. Actually, like me and Daryl on his podcast, I believe we talked about this for like way longer than we probably should. But you know, maybe Dump Liquor is more of a a sandwich man. I don't know. And then his second question is, what is CJ really like? She's a pretty nice guy. I mean, I don't have anything bad to say about you at all. Like, I always speak very highly of you when uh when I reference you, like when I'm talking to like Chad or whatever. So. Well, that's important because you, you never know who's listening, I suppose, there. So for the real answer to that question, you'll have to join the Patreon program, listeners. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on. Now, I, I've got one here for you, Joe. This is an interesting question that I was – it's a serious question. I was thinking about it the last day or two. Which – and it doesn't have to be a new game. This can be, you know, an older game if you prefer. Which AAA or, or bigger game – doesn't have to be AAA, but which bigger game would be better with a skip button? Uh, I – feel like if you could uh, cut down a lot of the unnecessary traveling in, like, um, like if you could do, like, the fast travel more effectively in, like, Forza Horizon 2, I feel like. Because it's, mm-hmm. like, you kind of have to go to, like a, like, a central hub or whatever, which there weren't that many in it, and then, like, drive kind of far to get to the races, and then, like, the races are, like, exceptionally much longer than you want them to be. Uh, that's probably a good one. Uh, I feel like Metal Gear Solid Five could probably be a good one because those ones like just the cinematics are just like obscenely long for no reason. I feel like a lot of like um like things that like with like a fast skip option or whatever or like a like when you have to like travel like insanely far or whatever, it's just like that they add to like add game length. Yeah, yeah, like the padding. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's funny because the the reason I came up with this question was because uh, I'm playing Dragon Quest Eleven at the moment and obviously the 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 battles or whatever you do you trigger them yourself so you can't you can't avoid them if you want the just the fodder if you like in the dungeons and the open areas but but when you do it plays the animation out of the fighting and because because you can set them to auto fight in effect for you choosing their strategies you still have to watch it in real time time there's no fast forward option and it's much the same you can play persona 5 much the same way but they do have a fast forward option on the battle that makes the battle go super quick if you've already decided your actions and i I thought for that game, particularly in a JRPG where you're doing the same thing over and over again, you know, hundreds, thousands of times, that would be it would be quite a valid thing to do. But yeah, I don't know because I mean, most of them do have cutscene skips, don't they? Most games now, so yeah, it's interesting. It's more than, it's as you say, it's more the monotonous stuff. I think that would be would be nice to to chop out. So look, Joe, that's a lot of questions there. I want to thank you for that is there is there anything else you want to throw out there or shall we we move on from there no we can we can move on perfect perfect so look listeners you know it's a, it's a nice relaxed chat today but what you can what you've got well what you can look forward to coming up is we're doing a bit of a world tour i notice over the next months we we haven't touched in on europe uh, european guests for a while so we have a we have a few european guests as well we also have a few uh, fringe gaming guests i suppose that you'll you'll understand why uh, I, I use that word with you know hyphens or something in the in the next few weeks or so but but it looks quite good and then i think through july we will touch on the indie games for the first half of the year as we've said so that that's what is is coming up but look let, let's stay in the moment joe because that's that's important you know that's where we are and let's go to this push to plat platinum club shout outs now i believe i shared this list with you is that uh correct yes 
So how how about we share it up? Uh, now, why don't we start with the first person here? I know he's a friend of yours. So why don't you uh, why don't you shout him out? Because it's a big one here. This number seven hundred. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Alex or uh, Onyx as he is in the Discord, uh, number seven hundred for Maneater, which I'm actually really looking forward to play. So uh, congrats on the uh, big milestone. That's definitely more platinums that I have. He's moving at an equal pace as me as well. So yeah, he hasn't slowed down, has he? I thought maybe once he hit level one hundred, he would slow down, but I think he seems to be increasing almost, which is wonderful, wonderful to see. I think every, since everything's been going on, I think he's been working from home a lot. So I think he's he's just been like killing, like he's doing like like multiple, like he sends me pictures or whatever. He's like working on like four things at once on like <laughs> like three different TVs and a Vita. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, look, I mean, he can multitask. I mean, he ran fabulous, you know, guides and, and walkthroughs for such a long time. And now, I mean, imagine he has so much more time on his hands now that he's investing, you know, in, in other, other pursuits as well in, in an interest in filmmaking as well, which is wonderful, wonderful to see. But I, I believe he would be a multitasking gamer. So that that's wonderful. And then, uh, you know, his next one here, 707 Nickelodeon Kart Races. <laughs> Do you know about this one, Joe? I bought it on the Xbox the day it came out, and I never played it. Yeah, it's not it's not wonderful, but it's it's not dreadful. But it, the the problem is not with the game so much as with the trophy list. It's just you know you have to do each of the three careers. Uh, you know, there's no stacking of the trophies for the difficulty levels, and it becomes very oh. monotonous. It's a lot of races, yeah. But you know, it's 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 yeah. I suppose fine. It's no um, it's no race with Ryan. That's for sure. I'm going to throw a uh, kart racing recommendation out for you if mm. you can actually find a copy of it. So it's a PS3 game. It's exclusive to Mexico, and it's El Chavo Kart. And it is actually, like, low-key one of, like, the best kart racers I've ever played. The achievements or the trophies in it are, like, really terrible and really grindy, but, like, that game plays fantastically and, like, a lot better than I ever would have imagined that it would have. Yeah, that's not the first time you've recommended. It's also very yes, yeah, recommended that game. I know, I know. Let's move on. So next up, we have Azura Von. I'll take this one. Uh, number forty-nine, Astrobot Rescue Mission. It's his first VR game and first VR play. Congratulations, sir. I don't know if you've played this game or not, Joe, but it's it is a really good, smooth VR game. It makes perfect use of the VR, which is not a surprise coming from a first-party Sony Japanese studio. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, a lot of the, like the Connect games, the first party ones were like heads heads over much better than like the third party ones because like they would usually track very well, and there's definitely like funding put into it, which I feel like helps. What I like about this game is there, there's that uh, is it the Playroom VR or whatever the free VR game is that comes with your system or whatever else, and it, and it uses these Astrobots. This is a game they've sort of built out of that, out of the the last part of that game, which it, it's great. It, it's a, it's it's very very enjoyable. Would you like to take the next one, Joe? Sure. Um. So uh, Lloyd X Christmas, which uh, great username by the way. It's Dumb and Dumber reference. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, <laughs> PJ. Yes. Yes. Uh, and. His uh, 125th Platinum was actually one of my favorite games as a kid, and it's uh, Spyro the Dragon. That's a collectathon and a half, that trophy list as well. Wow, well done. Well done, sir. Uh, and then we have um, I'm Styling On Your Bro, 100% here. I'll take the first one. You can take the second one if you like. Joe, you, you never know what you're going to say here, so be careful. Uh, 100% the Unicorn Princess, a unicorn copia. 
Bohemian cornopia uh, of emotion pranced through my soul as I rode this fantastical creature into the dream world. That's wonderful. I understand that game was on sale recently, Joe. So it's lovely to see that's, uh, that's getting some love. And uh, you can do the next one if you like, sir. Oh, you want me to do the rap? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, so uh, his next uh, 100% is White Boys with Attitude. <laughs> and he uh, wrote us a little rap, which I am going to say in the whitest tone possible. Um, <laughs> so uh, he writes, yo, I'm a white boy. Don't test me because I got attitude. Shower me with complimentary platitudes. Let me knock your ass out and I'll be laying perpendicular to latitude. Pass the test and instead I'll say thanks to show my gratitude. <laughs> that's great you did well you did very well there yeah Thank you. it's fantastic yeah it's good on him and as i said he did he did do a video guide but i believe he's he's got a text guide in the works if they allow that uh to be published or not we'll we'll wait and see and as, i'd also just like to to take a moment, listeners, to just as a personal thank you to I'm styling on you, bro. I don't know this gentleman, and it's only in the last month or two he's he's reached out to us, and and he's is he's been a, a wonderful a wonderful laugh, obviously on the show. He's he's high value, and I know I, I get messages, Joe, almost every week now, are people requesting him to be a guest on the show. So we'll we'll look into that at, at some point, definitely. That you know is in motion. Uh, he is he is aware of that, but he's also been wonderful in the last couple of weeks of. Because one of the great things about moving this show now to a one-on-one format is that, you know, I, I'm solely searching for the guests. And we, we came to a point, Joe, I didn't tell you this, but we came to a point about a week ago uh, where, where I'd run out of guests. Now, there, I mean, there's a queue a mile long of people, but I hadn't booked anything. And I was like, well, you know, it might be time to, to, to start booking stuff in. And then he came through with actually two recommend or three recommendations now for guests of which he followed up on for me. And we've basically booked them in. So, uh, so we, we have an oversupply of guests coming into the next few months, but I, I want to thank you for that. So, and, and, you know, just echo that, you know, there are many ways you can help us obviously by spreading the word and liking or listening, you know, Patreon, whatever, but even something as little as if, if there is someone that interests you, uh, you know, as a guest, then reach out to me and let me know and, and we can, you know, perhaps put something in motion within reason because at this point, Phil Spencer will still not return my phone calls, Joe, which is disappointing. Yeah, me either. Um, <laughs> I feel like I have a little bit more pull there, but not yes. much. No, 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 no. Well, I don't know. If he sees how much I've bought on the PlayStation Network, I may have a little pull there as well uh, if I transfer my buying power over to the to the, the Xbox store. We, I don't know. I don't know. But hopefully, you know, one day. Never say never. Say never. Just unlikely. Uh, our next one, JB Trophy Hunter 1975. It's a big one, Joe. Number 150, the Resident Evil, the first Resident Evil. It's fantastic, sir. Uh, would you like to take the next one? Joe. Yeah, sure. We got a uh, Dino Roar with a uh, Modern Warfare three, and he said it only took him eight years, six months, and three weeks for the hundred <laughs> percent. That's supposed to be quite tough, I think. The DLC though, too, isn't it? Uh, I believe. I think you need like a pretty effective team to work with. Um, oh, okay. Because it is, it is like kind of like a competitive, like horde esque type mode or something like that where you have to, like, kill all the enemies, and I think there's, like, a couple waves. I also haven't played that mode since, like, the DLC came out, so it's definitely been, like, upwards of, like, eight to ten years whenever that game came out. I don't remember. So I feel like I did some of it, but not all of it. 
I also think this is getting a remaster this year of probably just the campaign, so it'll probably be like an incredibly easy plat where you can like just totally cheese the veteran mode. He's an interesting character, this Dino Raw, because I just assumed like I know he writes guides for for Dex guides. He does video video guides. They're all they're fantastic, and I would highly recommend. He has a, a YouTube channel as well. This Dino Raw gaming, checking him out. You know, he's done some great VR stuff uh, as well as you know as PS4 stuff. So he's he's very diverse. But I just assumed because I know he's been flying up the UK leaderboards at an incredible rate. I just assumed that he was probably a bit like me, just a bit of a spam gamer or something. But but he's really not, Joe. He's got a very high completion rate he does hard games he does this as well so look he's got a foot in both camps which is is wonderful it's wonderful to see and next up uh oh this this looks quite long uh Renichi here number 151 sniper ghost warrior 2 plus dlc 100 percent Congratulations, sir. And number 152, Umbrella Corpse. And he said here the pros for this game. It looks nice. Gameplay is fast. That might be it. Oh, okay. Uh, nope. Single player requires skill and a little pre-planning. The cons, the negatives. Need six people to start a match. Matches uh, game modes are random. The grind is log. The game is frustrating. Uh, single player has god-awful difficulty spike. Oh, look back at the pros. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a four out of ten. You know, one day, Joe, we should do, like, the worst games that gamers subject themselves to. Like, why do they play things that they, they really dislike? That would be fascinating. <laughs> I, don't know. I can get on board with that. Yeah, yeah, or maybe maybe just the worst games ever. That would be that would be fantastic. But anyway, uh, would you like to throw out our next uh, next one? Sure. So uh, Gaz Davis eleven uh, did uh, White Boys with Attitude. Perfect. Congratulations. Uh, you, you keep going. Keep going, Joe. This next one looks up your alley. Bert My Undies did uh, number eighty for. Uh, Squarehead Samurai Showdown. What is that? <laughs> so, well, first off, Furt My Undies. What a wonderful PSN name there. So, you know, who hasn't done that, uh, you know, occasionally. Now, uh, number eight. So, so this is a reference. Now, he has this friend, I assume, in the, the group, Squarehead. Uh, so he's giving he's giving his friend a shout-out on the show. So he's, it's actually a shout-out oh. within a shout-out, which is fantastic. But then he's made a play on the Samurai Showdown by putting the double S, because I do like to call Squarehead SS Squarehead, but I'm not going to do that anymore because he, he corrected me. But... I like okay. Hmm. Uh, and then look, our last one in today, Ed the Shed. Look, it's massive. We we, we send out a, a congratulations to you, sir. Number one hundred, Undertale. Uh, now, Joe, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but it's, the name for that platinum is fantastic. It eludes me at the moment, but it's it's like, don't you have anything better to do with your time or something like that? It, it, to that effect, it's a great. Uh, it great is. Uh, yeah. Don't you have anything better to do? Uh, quite a good game as well. Uh, it's a very weird, weird game. Uh, but yeah, that's fantastic. One hundred, and then one hundred and one, and one hundred and two. Strawberry vinegar, the EU and NA stacks there. So congratulations, Mister Shed. Of course, a reminder: if you do want to get a, a shout out in the Platinum Club, you can drop your your picture or your name of the game into the Discord. Uh, there is a thread there, or you can do it on the free community on PSN on the PS4, the Push to Plat community. So the last little bit of housework for today is we are coming into well, well into June now. We do have a trophy of the month giveaway. It's in the Discord. You can just post your favourite trophy. You need to post by the 24th of June. There is our two PSN cards to the value of 10 US dollars. So drop in and say hi if you like. And then if you don't want to say hi just drop in and drop your, your trophy your trophy picture. So look Joe, I think that's I think that's everything. I hope it was acceptable today for you. 
Oh, I'm never disappointed when we do this. I always have a good time. Yes, well, you know, like if the bar is low, you, you can't be you can't be disappointed. And I always I always aim to to lower it as much as possible before we start. So we will be back next week uh, with a level capture. So you've got a little bit more time to find some short, cheap, and nasty achievement and trophy games. But look. Uh, until then, Joe, I, I think I think we should let you go and uh, and work on your next uh, your level seventy. Yeah, uh, I should have it tomorrow, actually. Fantastic, fantastic. The, the the it just continues on. Now, if our listeners are trying to find you, Joe, if they want to reach out and say hi or follow your progress, how can they do so? So I am Cool Kid Joe on PlayStation and on Xbox, and my Twitter handle is at Cool Kid Joe XBL because some douchebag took at Cool Kid Joe. <laughs> That's right, I remember you saying that. And if you're looking for the show, it's obviously available on all good podcast providers. If you want to come and say hi, you can do so on Twitter at push the number 2 push 2 plat or in the Discord, which will be in the show notes. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy the slowdown in games if you are thus finding. As we referenced today, Last of Us 2 will be on us soon. The PS5 reveal may be on us even sooner. Have a wonderful week. Happy gaming. I'll catch you soon. Later. Push to Plat podcast are conceived, written, and edited by CJ Anderson in Adobe Audition. YouTube upload handled by repurpose.io. Music licensing by artist.io. Push to Plat would like to thank our Patreon producers, Zador VP, Redbeard Rick, T-Bird, Olsero, and Ready to E-Beg. Without your support, this show would cease to exist. If you would like to say hi, jump into the Discord in the show notes or on Twitter at push 2 plat If you're interested in supporting the show, then jump on Patreon, the push to plat Patreon, where you can find more information on how to support us and allow us to continue to bring wonderful guests and topics from around the world. Yeah.